Hi everyone, I'm Jennifer Colary. I'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of Connected Parenting. And welcome to the Connected Parenting Weekly Podcast. Join me every week and we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums to bedtime to sibling issues to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard. Parents often say to me, hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. Hello, Connected Parents. Today, I want to talk a little bit more about gladiators. Those sassy, feisty, fierce kids where everything's no and why and you promised and that's my seat and they have this intensity. They're always in kind of a tumultuous state. They're always looking for what's missing, for what they don't have, for what, where they've been wronged but they're also incredibly passionate and funny. And there's all of this intensity. There are these, these kids that just have these gigantic emotions that don't fit in their little bodies. And they are the kids that we work with at Connected Parenting. They're the ones where, you know, you read parenting books or you listen to other parenting models and it just works beautifully on your other kids and backfires spectacularly with your gladiators. So I really feel like these are our babies. These are the kids we really get. And they can be really tough to parent. They can be exhausting. They can leave you literally on the bathroom floor crying um, and, and you know, cause you to wake up in the middle of the night with that pit in your stomach where you just <gasps> think, oh God, what's going to happen to them? They're not going to have any friends. They're never going to get a job. No one's ever going to want to love them. No one's going to love them the way I love them. I don't even love them sometimes. So there's this intense sort of, um, you know, their life flashes before your eyes kind of intensity. And so in this podcast, I want to talk about two things. One, how to uh, turn that viewpoint so you can see some of their strengths and their passion and their glorious um, hunger for life and experiences and how to turn that and see that as a positive and try to look at some of these extreme behaviors as them becoming who they are going to be and help you with the immense sense of responsibility that it takes to guide a little person with that much uh, emotion and intensity into their best self. So I want to talk about that. And then I want to give you some strategies on how you yourself can regulate and and try to manage these big feelings. So I'm, at the time that I'm recording this, it's uh, very early in 2022. I've had a number of parents just say, my gladiator just ruined the holidays. I mean, everything was wrong and they didn't get the present that they wanted and they freaked out and they got mad and they had meltdowns. And so one of the things I see um, all the time with gladiators, and this could be holidays, this can be birthdays, this can be any special event that's been planned, it can be vacations, there's this intensity, right, in these children, and they want to have an amazing experience, and they can't wait to try everything and do everything, and then right away, the anxiety starts to build. Well, what if I wreck it? What if I do what I always do and spoil it and ruin it? And I'm not suggesting this is so conscious, and this really just comes from 30 years of working with these kids and seeing them individually in sessions and kind of breaking down what, what they're going through during these moments of intensity, which, you know, vacations and birthdays and things where there's been a buildup really have. And so what happens is they, they sort of develop this increasing anxiety around, I will probably ruin it. I'll probably blow it. 
I'm, I don't know if this is going to go well, or I'm going to be disappointed, or I'm not going to get what I want. And what happens, and this happens to all of us in life, um, it doesn't happen all the time, but most of the time, what we've built up in our minds never feels quite the same in reality. And so there is this gap between your expectation and your hope and what actually happens. And it's a real skill to be able to find the joy and to be realistic and adjust those expectations um, so that you stay in the moment and you're able to see the joy and you're able to see how rich experiences are and they're full of all kinds of contours. That is a frontal lobe activity. That's the activity of a very sophisticated part of the brain. And even as adults, we struggle with this, but kids really have a hard time. So even if it's a toy, they really, really want it. And it doesn't turn out to be as fantastic as it was in their head. That gap, that chasm in terms of expectation um, and that disappointment fills them up. And like every other emotion that they have, it is completely overwhelming to them. And the only way they can deal with it is to discharge it, which looks like a tantrum or blaming something else or becoming jealous that the other sibling has something that they didn't get and huffing and stomping away and or having a huge meltdown and ruining it for everyone else. That discharge as unpleasant, as ugly as it can be for everyone else in the family, including your other children who are trying to have a lovely time, um, can be very overwhelming for the family and it's completely dysregulating and overwhelming for the child. And then comes the guilt. I am different from my siblings. I always do this. I'm always the ruiner. I've had literally a number of kids who've called themselves, I'm a ruiner. That's what I am. I'm a ruiner. And because they're so afraid about being a ruiner, they just ruin things even faster. I'm just going to do it right away. I'm going to pull the plug. I'm going to ruin this moment. I'm going to ruin this birthday. I'm going to wreck it because I know I am anyways. And I can't stand the buildup. I can't stand the anxiety of going and that I'm going to wreck it. So I'm just going to wreck it and get it over with because at least I can control that. So understanding the context of that behavior is actually really, really important. And now we talk about what we can do about it. So most of our no, I will say all of our best parenting comes before there's a whole blow up or after, way after, so that we can debrief and look at it and get that perspective and pull the lens back and see what really happened for our child. So prior to a birthday, prior to a holiday, it's sitting down with your child and mirroring and saying, you know what, sometimes holidays are so big in our head and when they're actually happening, it doesn't feel like how we thought it was going to feel. And that feels sad, or that feels frustrating, or that feels scary. Because what does that mean for us in life? And you have a conversation with your child about what happens for them during birthdays with love, um, with support, without blame. You know, you do this all the time. What about your uncle's birthday? And what about, not that kind of energy. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about in a very loving way, just kind of entering their world and having them, because you're curious, educate us on what actually happens in their bodies when there's a big event and it doesn't turn out the way they want. Or maybe it does, but they don't even know how to deal with that, that other birthdays have been terrible. So why wouldn't this one be? So just having a conversation with them about what that means. Lots of love and lots of soothing. And then you can start to give them strategies. How can they tell when this feeling is happening in their body? They're starting to get frustrated. They're starting to clench their they're looking around at what other people are getting. They have a thought, uh-oh, 
what if this doesn't go as well as I thought? And they usually have a feeling in their tummy. It's usually a little pit in their stomach. And maybe you can have a conversation with them when they have that feeling. Can they come over and hold your hand? Can they give you a signal that you can come and sit with them? Can they take a break? Because a lot of this is overwhelm, right? There's a lot going on. There's a lot of activity. There's not just expectations and hopes about how something is going to go, but there's also noise and music and conversation and other people getting things. And um, there's a lot of uh, information and data happening that can really overwhelm um, highly sensitive gladiator type children. And there's many reasons why kids are gladiators. It could be ADHD, it can be giftedness, it can be, they can be on the spectrum. It can just literally be temperament. They're just, they sort of came out this way. But when they are starting to escalate other data, other um, information, sounds, expectations, you know, um, conversations, all of that can really flood the brain. So can they give you a little signal and you can go off in another room and do a chest to chest hug or put your foreheads together, or the, one of the most powerful things you can do is literally just put your hands on your child's cheeks and gaze into their eyes. You will have an oxytocin flood when that happens. And you just get each other and you're just sending a message that I got you. We can get through this. We can do this. And with that infusion of oxytocin, which if you're familiar with my work, you know, is the medicine. And that's what releases when you use the calm technique, when you do baby play, when you're having these lovely kind of limbic uh, bonding moments, um, you know, that's where you have this incredible connection. And so you infuse your child with that, and then you can go back into the moment and start again, right? Okay, let's do it again. And maybe there can be another signal. If the whole thing didn't go well, you can have a lovely conversation a day or two later from a really loving perspective of how can I help you so that you can enjoy these events more in our lives so you don't feel like you have to wreck them or you will wreck them. Um, and what, what's really exciting about this is I've helped thousands of families help their kids really enjoy these events so they don't end up ruining them. And then they start to write a different story about themselves. They start to see themselves in a completely different way as not the ruiner. Um, sometimes you can call that behavior something. I mean, I've worked with kids where we've called it angry guy or volcanox. It's just this part of them that just comes up and, and wants to ruin things. And so we work together. Okay, how can we help? Um, how can we work together so volcanox doesn't come and wreck the birthday party? If they're really little, you can do this. When they're older, you really just talk about um, the feeling or the emotion itself as being this thing that you can work on together so that it doesn't derail things. Um, and this is not a straight line. It's not gonna go right from this conversation to having a really lovely time the next birthday, but what you'll start to see is a few less meltdowns or they'll be a little bit less intense or there'll be a very much faster recovery time. And that's how you'll know that things are starting to get better. And that's what you capture and that's what you help your child understand. So um, I think it's important always, I say this in almost every podcast, but go back and listen to the first and second podcast that goes over the calm technique, because also with a child like this leading up to a birthday, Christmas, Hanukkah, any kind of holiday, um, any vacations, um, you know your child and you know they have this kind of mounting energy, this buildup of energy beforehand and anxiety beforehand. And so what you want to do prior to an event like this is make sure you're doing a lot of baby play. 
you're doing a lot of conversational mirroring. You're focusing on using the calm technique as much as possible for a few days before um, an event like this. So your child is um, emotionally bolstered, right? You've got those shock absorbers really working so they can handle those bumps and those contours in a different way. And this is what you're going to be doing all the time with your kids um, as much as possible. And when you blow it, because you will, <laughs> we all do, you go back and you repair. And so I talk about repair in some of those earlier podcasts. So go back and listen to those again. And let me leave you with this. Um, for yourself, before you have a conversation with your child about the birthday that's coming up or the gift that they're expecting or the family reunion or whatever it is, take some time yourself to go inward, to just be in this kind of moment where you realize you love this child so much, but they are so triggering and they are so exhausting and they are so frustrating. and They're so different from your other kids. And it brings up all kinds of issues for us around guilt. We're supposed to be patient with them. We're not supposed to get so mad at them. We're not supposed to be angry with them. We're not supposed to hate them sometimes. And yet we do. Um, and just take a moment and go inward and really mirror to yourself. This is what it feels like to have a really tough kid. And unless you have a kid like this, you don't know what you're talking about. So cousins and aunts and uncles who say, oh, you just need to do this. And why don't you just do that? It's like, no, they have no idea what they are talking about. They have, they do have not raised a child like this. So they do not know. So you take a moment and you just really self-soothe. You really just allow yourself to go inward. This, all of the feelings that you're having about having a child like this or because you're human, because you have, you know, emotional uh, system of your own that gets triggered. Um, you know, your own limbic system, your own kind of primal fight or flight, you know, security system gets lit up because it can't tell the difference between your, between your kid ruining another birthday party and a tiger chasing you down the street to the midbrain. It is the same thing. And really send yourself some compassion, some self-compassion, some love. This is hard. This is not easy. This is a true test of love, really raising a child like this and, and helping them to be the best that they can be. So, so really using the calm technique on yourself, going inward and letting yourself feel what you're feeling and then find a way, and this is really key to see the most positive aspects of your child, to see them and just go into your own imagination, into your own brain and see them giggling and laughing and running around and having these big ideas about how things are going to go and just find every snapshot in your mind of your child. Um, being joyful and laughing and planning and being happy and see all of that passion um, and energy in the most positive way with your child. You can also go around and look at pictures on the wall or look at pictures in your phone, um, you know, have music playing while you're doing it. Do, do whatever you can to bring up those really powerful feelings of seeing your child at their best all of these things can help you center yourself in love, ground yourself um, in those positive feelings so that you operate from that place with your child, so that you can respond to your child and support your child instead of react to your child. After you've done this, then you can go out and have that conversation with your child about that upcoming event or that upcoming <laughs> birthday or trip or whatever it is. And over time, as you do this regularly with your kids and you keep grounding yourself back into this place um, of operating 
from love, not fear. Over time, you will see these behaviors will level out. They will even out. Kids will develop those emotional shock absorbers. They'll be able to talk themselves through these situations um, and they will get through it and they will feel better and you will feel less afraid that they're going to ruin events and they will feel less afraid that they're going to ruin <laughs> events. So you are not alone if this is your experience with your child. I want to remind everyone that we have our amazing online courses, either just um, the videos um, or the online course where they there's monthly coaching calls with me. We have an amazing membership program, um, the Connected Parenting Community. We used to call it the role-playing playground, but I think people got thrown off by the word role-playing. It's really not about that. It's it's basically a, a weekly um, parenting group with, with our, the Connected Parenting team where you can get support and ask questions and get advice. And it's an amazing, amazing resource. And there's a, a monthly membership for that that's really affordable. There's my books. Go back and listen to the podcast again. Um, there are many, many ways of Connected Parenting where we can support you in this journey of raising amazing, incredible, powerful gladiator kids into fantastic humans. So I will see you again in the next Connected Parenting podcast.